Let's let's spend some time praying for her. Let's uh is that Okay, let's pray, let's let's spend some time praying for her. Stretch out your hand and pray for Jess. Let's pray for anointing of God to be upon her. Father, we thank you for Jess' life, Lord, and all that she's given to you. And right now, I pray that Holy Spirit, you will just anoint her powerfully. That Father, as she speaks, it will be words from you. That Father, as she speaks, God, I pray you stir our spirit. That Holy Spirit, you will speak spirit to spirit, Lord. That Father, our hearts will be open. Our hearts will be ready. Our hearts will be awakened today, Lord. So Father, come in and, and just reign in this place, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. How is everybody doing? Amazing. Only Gabriel is great. The rest, I guess, are very silent. I haven't seen you guys in so long. Do you know? Okay, actually, you don't need to know. Okay, later you feel a bit depressed. But actually, I went to Australia for like 18 days. It was amazing. Just saying. But when I was there, right, I really miss you guys a lot. Like, you wouldn't imagine. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, what are they doing now? How, how, how? Okay, but anyway, um, how many of you are excited? Yong Chen, Diane, Rachel. Okay, that's probably, I can, I can count them. Ju is like half excited. Um, Alright, okay. Everybody, please take out your Bibles right now. We're going to go into the Word. How many of you are excited for the Word now? You don't have to be excited for me. Come on, but it's God's Word. Let's be excited for the Word, right? We are Brethren Church and we're not excited for the Word. Such an irony. I love Gabriel. Come on. Love Gabriel. Alright, everybody, please turn to Genesis 25. Your Bibles are not for waving in the air. Okay, everybody turn to Genesis 25. If you didn't bring a Bible, please stand up and get out. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, please share with the person next to you. I hope this serves as a warning for you that you'll bring a Bible the next time. If not, you get out. Kidding. All right, I need, I need a loud, booming voice. Genesis 25, 27 to 34. Tiani, thanks. You just did. It's a joy and honor to read God's word. Come on. Twenty-five, twenty-seven to 34. It's just King's, King James Version. Oh, it's okay. Just read from the NLT then.
All right, let's pray. Father, I pray you open our eyes today, Lord, to just see something more than we can see. Lord, I want to pray, Father, you awaken our spirits, and I pray that you speak through me, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, how many of you have siblings? Raise your hand. If you... How many of you have siblings? Raise... Okay, wait, everybody put out your hands. If you don't raise your hands, that means you're like ashamed of your siblings. That's how much love you have for them, is it? Thanks, Gabriel. How many of you here have siblings? Come on, raise up your hands. Be excited for your siblings. Yeah, brother. <laughs> okay. How many of you here love your siblings? Raise up your hands. Oh! Oh, you don't come home tonight. You bad boy. Okay, anyway. Okay, let me tell you, okay. I love my brother and sister a lot. Okay, my brother is blushing now, but whatever. Okay, but I really, really love them a lot. And I think that they are really God's gift to me because, like, family is very important. And, you know, I was just thinking about this. Like, I wonder how Esau and Jacob's relationship was, like, as brothers. I wonder if they fought a lot. Did they, like, like you know, care for each other? Or were they, like, olden times MCP? What, ah? Uh, can you help me? No, ah? And just walk away. So, I mean, have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of the relationships in the Bible? How did Jacob treat Esau? How did, how did Esau treat Jacob as well? And, and I just want to say, right, that please go home and love your brothers and sisters. They are really so amazing. Lah. And like, if your brother and sister is here, right, please like, just pat them on the shoulder. Maybe like, if you don't, you don't know how to show affection, you like, just whack them on the head or something. Okay? Wow. I love this awkward silence. Don't you, Joe? Oh, yeah. You can, you can smack him on his head. Uh. A bit harder, uh, I think. Because now you've got a power of two. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, okay. So, I want to talk about Esau and Jacob today. I want to say, right, that being a firstborn, right, I think that it's quite important. It's quite a big deal in the olden times. Uh. The firstborn, right, will get, like, everything. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, uh, give you, like, uh, one cent sort of thing. You get everything. You inherit everything. I think that's like Chinese tradition as well, right? The first male inherits like most of the things and females are just like, yeah, whatever. Am I right? We're going to change that in our family. Anyway, okay. So what I just want to say is that something I picked out when I read, when I, when I read this um, passage is that in verse 34, it says, Esau, so Esau despised his birthright and that's in the NIV version. Um, I'm going to read from the message. That's how Esau shrugged off his rights as a firstborn. Okay, and I just want to tell you, right, that your birthright is actually very important. I mean, to you, you might be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm firstborn. I'm secondborn. I'm thirdborn. I don't even know whether there's such a word. And you know, there's first child, middle child, and last child in Singapore context uh, because mainly we only have three kids. Yeah, so what I want to say is that, right, your birthright is very important. It is so important, okay? But the fact that Esau despised his birthright and he actually gave it up for something temporary, like Tiani already read, he said he, he despised his birthright and when Jacob was like, okay, you want food? Sell me your birthright. And Esau was like, I'm starving, dude. And you don't want to give me food? Whatever, just take the birthright. It doesn't matter to me. And... I think that's what some of us are doing. Uh, some of us do, actually. We trade off our birthrights. Like, how many of you in this place know that you're children of God? And clearly, nobody's very excited. How many of you here know that you're children of God? Come on. 
Can I just tell you, right, that as a child of God, right, you are esteemed higher than angels. You know, even the angels look at you and like, wow, this is a child of God, man. But we treat it like it's nothing. We go around like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm a child of God. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like saying, I'm ashamed of being like the daughter of Sit Chosan and Ko Hang Chuan. Right. I just said their full names. Parents, please don't listen to this. Anyway, but it's like saying that, God, I'm ashamed of you. I'm ashamed of being your child. And that's what some of us do. We actually trade our birthright for something tangible, something less important. It could be many things. I think many of us, like, there's some point of our, time, uh, of our lives where we get a bit obsessed over a celebrity crush, like... Um, Yes, Kathleen. Okay, so, but like, we don't really fully understand how important our birthright is. Uh. I just want to say, right, don't trade up your birthright. I'm super serious. Don't trade up your birthright. Do you know why? Without your birthright, you will receive no blessing. Okay? I, I want to say this again. If you have pen and paper, right, and you think that I'm going to be a bit boring, can you please take it out and write this down? Okay? No birthright equals no blessing. Why would my parents give some random stranger their inheritance? Have you thought about that? I mean, if your parents do that, then good. Lah. I'm sure that they are very charitable and they are amazing people. But why would your parents give up their inheritance to some random stranger? And that's what God has for us. You know, God has... A lot of blessings in store for us. A lot of promises in store for us. But the fact that we don't even recognize that we are his children, right? We are like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm God's child, sort of thing. Well, we don't even, we are not even proud of it. It's like, I am a child of God. You guys are not child, children of God. Okay, never mind. But I, I just want you to have a change in perspective today. Be proud that you are a child of God. Do you know why? Because when you are a child of God, you position yourself in a place where you can receive God's blessing. Love it. Come on. I love this, this um, um, interaction between us. Okay, come on. Give me some more love, okay? Alright. So, okay. I'm going to prove it to you, okay? Everybody turn to Genesis 27, 1 to 38. We're not going to read all because it's quite long. It's basically the story of Jacob when he got his blessing from Isaac. How many of you know this story? How many of you are familiar with this story? Raise up your hand. Come on, that's good. Okay, for those of you who do not know this story, let me give you a brief summary. Okay, so basically, Esau traded his birthright, right, for food to Jacob. Then, um, Isaac was old. He knew he was going to die. So he told Esau, can you go kill some, like, they call it game whatever. It's basically, go prepare a meal for me and I will bless you. Okay? Rebecca heard it. And you know, in the previous um, passage that we read, Rebecca loved Jacob more, correct? So she was like, oh man, Esau's going to get a blessing. Let me tell Jacob about it. She told Jacob and basically they came up with a plot to deceive the father that he was Esau and, he, and Jacob got the blessing instead. Right? Then, I want to point this out to you, okay? Like, it's not right to lie. Okay? It's not right to lie. But that's not the point. Anyway, 
the point is that, right, at the end of everything, when, when, uh, when Isaac first touched Jacob, because Esau is a super hairy dude. He's like super hairy. Like, you might mistake him for a gorilla sometimes. But he's super hairy and Jacob is, he actually has no hair. He's, he has very, very smooth skin. So it's a very distinct difference, am I right? Like, any person, like, when you touch them, you'll know already what Harry, Esau, smooth, Jacob, correct? But, okay, so, basically, Jacob, like, she, she, Jacob went to cook some meat, and then went to the father. He put some, like, fake hair on his body. I don't know why, so I don't know why people put hair on their body. But he put fake hair on his body, and he was like, my father, I am Esau. I've come to receive my blessing. And so, Isaac, because he can't see very well, he touched the skin and he was like, why are you as hairy as Esau? But your voice is like Jacob, confused. But he was like, all right, I'll trust you. And, and that's when Isaac released, his, released like, the blessing onto Jacob. Then Esau comes home, smelly, stinky, hairy. And he's like, father, I'm here to receive my blessing. And he's like, but I just gave your blessing away. How can that be? Why? Why are you doing this? And... Esau was really upset. He wailed and he begged, okay? That's how upset he was. i never seen a guy wail and beg before, but he did that. And he was very upset with Jacob. He said this in verse 36. I read from the Message Bible. First, he took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. And I believe, right, that your birthright, right, really determines your blessing. If, you see, Esau being the firstborn of Isaac, was to receive all the blessing that Isaac had. Correct? Jacob, before that, what happened? Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. So I believe that everything happens for a reason. That is why Jacob got the blessing instead. Okay? But my point is that Esau only realized the importance of his birthright when he was going to get Isaac's blessing. But when that happened, it was already too late. It was too late. What could he do? And like, like Isaac's blessing right, was quite... A huge deal. Uh. He said that your servants will bow down to you, like your brother will also bow down to you. That that sort of blessing, no, is a big thing. But it was already released to uh, Jacob. And so I just want to say, right, sometimes when we trade our birthrights for other things, right, like we fail to be in a position to receive God's blessing and we deny ourselves of the blessings that the Father has, the Father wants to bestow upon us. And I don't know about you, but how many of you want to live a uh, Good life. Right? I mean, to be honest, who wants to have a life that sucks all the time and, like, you always get bullied? But, like, I just want to say that your birthright as, as God's children really determines your blessing, okay? So don't think too lightly of your birthright because by being God's child, right, you have many blessings waiting to receive. And, you know, in Matthew, it says that, like, if your earthly father can give you good things, what more your heavenly father? How many of you believe that? That God has good things in store for your life. That God has good things waiting you at every turn and any corner of your life. Come on, right? It's God's promise. God, we claim that. Thank you. So, point one, do not give up your birthright. Okay, do I still have everybody's attention? Or have I already become boring? Tiny says I've become boring. Oh, oh, do the attention? Oh, fantastic. Okay, scared me a bit. Okay, but many of us, right, you see, as we go along in life, right, we get distracted by so many things. We face so many things, am I right? As we are growing up as teenagers, we have this thing called, like, hormone, 
what's that? Urges, whatever you call it. <laughs> like, we start to see this cute guy walk by and we're like, oh my gosh, so cute! And then like, we're like crazy and we're like, go crazy over this guy for like a few months or something like that, correct? Or like maybe we get distracted by, yes, Kathleen. Or maybe we get distracted by things like schoolwork. We get distracted by things like Facebook, like Twitter. And we compromise our time with God for all these things. I mean, God is not saying don't have a life. Don't get me wrong. I think He's saying have a life, but place me first in your life. You know? So what I want to tell you today, right, is that I think we've got to get rid of our junk. You know, I think we have a lot of junk in our lives. Probably Facebook is taking so much time that after that, when you want to study, you're like, Ugh. then when you want to do QT, you're like, Ugh. And then you're like, God, why you don't speak to me? I'm so angry. I'm so desperate for you, but you don't speak to me. And I give you like 10 minutes of my time. And it's like 10 minutes of 24 hours and 10 minutes of the time that you were tired. You know, God says to give the first fruits of your labor. And I think what he means by that is to give your best. And I want to ask you today, right? How many of you have been giving your best to God in your devotional time? I mean, to be honest, I've done that before. I've done the whole, God, I'm really super busy. And Mine was with ministry. I mean, you think that when you're serving in church, right, you'll be super okay with God and you'll be like super great and all that kind of stuff. But no, I was distracted with ministry. It was filling up my life. And I was so distracted by it that every time I got home, I was so tired. And I was like, God, I really cannot pay attention to your word. But please speak to me. And I go and sleep. You know, like, then the next day I'll be like, God, why you never speak to me? Uh? Like, you could have given me a dream or like a vision or like something. Then I remember this funny thing. One day God asked me, I don't speak to you. Are you sure? I want to speak to you so much, but you don't even want to listen. You're so busy with so many other things. And that day I really had to throw out everything. And I was like, okay, God, this day is just for you. I'm just going to worship you. I'm just going to seek you. And when I did that, right, God spoke to me in so many, so much more. La. So, I want to give the analogy of a glass jar. Okay? How many of you here take physics? Okay, so all, you, all of you should know, okay, how does light pass through an object? Go! How does light pass through an object? Go, Jaslyn. What? No, not E equals MC square. Okay, how does light pass through an object? Justin, come on. Wow, give that answer. I, I think you might only score half a mark. Uh. But how many of you know that your object has to be transparent for light to pass through it? Oh, see, you missed out the keywords. Come on. Okay, and then what happens, right, if, you have, if your object is opaque? Okay, NUS high students, can you please counsel these two later? But no, if your object is opaque, it will cast a shadow. I checked with my brother already, don't come and argue with me. <laughs> okay, anyway, but if your object is opaque, right, it will cast a shadow. And I think that that's how our lives might have been. 
you know, we are all like glass jars. We store up different things. I want you to think of a pebble as different thing and water as the Holy Spirit, okay? So like, first maybe we put in, oh, uh, school is quite important to me. Uh. Put in. Actually, no, school is not very important to me. Um, what is important to me? My, bro- no, my brother is not very important to me also. Okay, <laughs> no, maybe like, mm, I spend a lot of time on Facebook. Are you 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes everywhere? It's quite a big chunk of my time. Uh, okay, put that in. It's a huge stone that went into your glass jar. Next will be like, actually, every morning, okay, I, I really do this, okay, I confess, God, I will not do it again. But every morning when I wake up, I check my Twitter feed and I always get spammed by somebody retweeting so much. Can you please control your retweet button? Tolong, tolong. Thank you. Okay, but like, I always read my Twitter feed in the morning and it takes up a lot of time because I want to know what's happening in my friends' lives. So I just keep reading it, I just keep reading it, I just keep reading it. It takes up a lot of time. Another pebble goes in. Okay? Then maybe church is very important to me. Loud Jen, you're very important to me. Another pebble goes in. Okay? My family is important to me. Another pebble goes in. Friends are important to me. A pebble goes in. So you think of your jar, right? It's actually quite full already, correct? It's really quite full. Then after that, we're like, oh, wait, I haven't placed in the most important thing. God, I, God, I, I just pour you in. Uh. Then the rest of the space, right, you just fill up. Uh, that's all. And like, then when a light passes through it, right, let's say God's glory shines through you, right, do you think your object will cast a shadow? It will, right? Because stones are not transparent, am I right? So then it will cast a shadow. And what I'm saying here, right, is that Maybe we've got our priorities wrong. You know, I think, right, that our glass jar should be filled with water first, should be filled with God first, so that when you put in schoolwork, more of God comes out. Am I right? When you put in friends, when you put in church, more of God comes out. And in that area, right, God comes out and God takes over. You see, church, I think that today we have to realign ourselves. I think that today, right, we have to reprioritize our life. Get out all our junk. I have no idea what junk you have. I have a lot of junk. And I want to get rid of all my junk and be filled with the right things first. I want to be filled with God first. Okay, and just want to say that you actually really cannot live in the ways of this world and in the ways of God. Okay, think of it as two separate Venn diagrams. It will never cross. You cannot say, uh, God, uh, I love you, uh, but I love drinking also. Uh. Or you cannot say, God, I love you, but I also love like you know what my friends are doing. Maybe okay, you are younger. What do you do? God, I love you, but I love to play truant also. It doesn't work. Because God, right, and the world are two different things. God is a holy God. God demands, He doesn't demand, God sets a certain standard for us. Okay? And like in 1 John 1, verse 5 to 7, right, NIV version, it says, God is light, in Him there is no darkness. And I just want to say, right, that if in Him there is no darkness, right, it's very clear that there is no grey area already. If you think that, oh God, can I drink? Uh, and it's like, oh yeah. Your friends are telling you, oh, it's a great area, it's a great area, uh, whatever. Okay, yes, the Bible says do not get drunk. But why do you want to put yourself in a position where you have to, like, where you get to fall into sin anyway? Correct? So then might as well just not do it. Okay, the message, the message Bible says God is light, pure light. There's no trace of darkness at all. 
Like, you can't choose to like, okay, God, uh, on Saturday, I just want to be in the light. I want your presence. Then uh, as the day goes by, let's just step into the dark. Then it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. Saturday is coming. Uh, God, go back. Like, then aren't we weekend Christians already? Am I right? Did I lose you guys? Are you all still here with me? If you're here with me, say A. Amazing. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is that you cannot choose to obey what we want and throw aside all the rest that we don't want to obey. I, I want to challenge you guys by saying, right, I think God doesn't want half of you. God wants all of you, or He wants none. You know, in Revelation, it says that if you're lukewarm, God finds you super disgusting and He spits you out of His mouth. Seriously. So I just want to get you guys to think. Have you been giving all? Have you been giving nothing? Have you been giving half? Think about it. Think, think about it. Okay. The next point I want to bring up, right, is that God is a holy God. How many of, how many of you believe that God is a holy God? Okay. Holiness in his, is in His character. It's His character trait. It's something that He cannot change. Okay. But that's why He has given us the Holy Spirit. Am I right? I want you to think of it this way. Why did God call the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit? He could have just said, I will send you my Spirit. Have you guys thought of why He's called the Holy Spirit? Okay, my thinking, my reasoning is that, right? It is because by our own efforts, we cannot in any way try to be holy. We can never do it. And that's why the Holy Spirit is sent out to help us, to teach us, to guide us, to counsel us, to be more like God in every way. Alright, but some of us, like, some of us, okay, scrap that. Okay, so, <laughs> don't laugh at me, brother. Okay, so He desires for us to be holy, am I right? He desires for us to be holy, that's why He sent us the Holy Spirit, am I right? Okay, so, have we actually watered down what a holy God we serve? I want you to think about it. Have we watered down God's holiness? Like, I mean, I'll actually be quite insulted or like, I'll be super irritated if somebody was like, hey, Jess, hey, I know that uh, you don't smoke or whatever, uh, but like, I don't care. And then he goes around and like, he's like, I don't care that you don't smoke. I don't care at all. But maybe that's how we have become. You know, God says that, actually my heart is hurting for this thing that, that you have been doing. But you're like, God, I don't care. I only choose what I want to obey. Like, you say that, oh, don't say vulgarities. But like, actually he doesn't say don't say vulgarities, but like, make sure that your speech is edifying. But, we just treat it like nothing. It's like, eh, God, um, yeah, I said vulgarity. So what? If somebody came up to you and said, so what? How will you feel? I quote, punch your face. Okay? And like, it's just the way that we have been living. I think it's not just us. You know, society, we just live like there's no God. We live like God doesn't care about the way we live our lives. And we, in that, in that sense, right, because we don't care, it's like disrespecting Him altogether, you know? And then, if you disrespect Him, right, how can you fear God? 
Because when you fear God, right, you love the things that He loves and you hate the things that He hates. Okay? So, like, just want to say that we are temples of God. Okay? And we always ask God to, like, God, change me, God, change me, God, change me, God, change me. But we still live our lives so, like, prudently, like, we don't care. Like, God doesn't even care about the way we live our lives. And we fill our life with so many other things, right? That it just takes the place of God. And I, I really believe that this, had, this makes him grieve. It really makes him really very sad. And you know how we are always like, God, shine your light through me. I want to go change the world. I want to like do this. I want to do that. God, please shine your light through me. But like, if you have all these opaque objects in your glass jar, right? you're going to be casting a shadow. So, like, I just want to give you the ana- another analogy, okay? How many of you here shower? If you don't raise up your hand, please don't come for camp. I, I cross my heart, I'll make you sleep in the field. Okay? All of you shower, right? I'm pretty sure of that. Even if you go through army, you might not shower for five days, but you'll be like, Oh my gosh, I really want to shower! That sort of feeling. Okay? But how many of you actually put on your dirty clothes after you shower? You also sleep in a few, by the way. That means like, you shower already, right? Let's say you come back from a day of going to the park. Okay? You perspire like crazy. You are so smelly. Your BO reeks such that the whole MRT carriage is like staring at you. And then you say, like, okay, I, I really need to shower. Go into the shower, la di da di da di da di da shower already. And then you walk out, and you put on your sweaty clothes again, and your dirty clothes again. That's super disgusting. Don't you find it super disgusting? You have no hygiene at all. Please, if you do that, come talk to Joanne and myself. We'll buy you more clothes, or like we will like <laughs> pray for you. <laughs> okay, but I think that's how we have been living, you know? We're like, God, we have just received a touch from you. Amazing. It's so great. It's so great. Then after that, we just like, have no discipline to want to walk in the new ways of God. We turn around and like, that's a familiar way. Um, that's quite unfamiliar. I think I'd rather go with the familiar old way. And then you just walk right back into your old life. When God has already said that you are a new creation, the old has gone, the new has come. Okay, like... This is what the Israelites did. God has blessed them so much. They have seen firsthand, they have tasted firsthand of God's goodness. But they chose not to change their attitudes and their hearts to believe God. They were blinded by the comfort of their old lives. Okay? This is taken from... Where is it taken from? I think it's Ezekiel. Why I didn't write it down? Ooh, sorry. Okay. It's in Exodus 16, 4-20. You can read it later. Or Ezekiel twenty one to forty four. Okay, basically they they were like in the desert and they were like oh, Moses, God, why do you bring me out to starve in the desert? It was in Egypt. Yes, I might be in bondage, but I had pots of meat next to me, man. Like beef and like chicken and like bananas. <laughs> and they just kept complaining, kept complaining that they would rather go back to their old ways, rather be comfortable in their old ways than to walk towards the promised land. Just kept complaining and kept complaining. So they would rather rely on their own strength and disobey God. 
instead of like looking towards him, going to a place where they can have milk and honey. And these Israelites, I think, are like Esau. Because they don't even, they, I think they couldn't recognize that they were children of God. And that by being children of God, right, God's blessing is going to blow their minds. When they step into Canaan, right, it's going to be so amazing. But I think they were so consumed by the comfort of their old lives. They kept comparing, God, I know you want to give me a good life, but I, I really don't want to take all these steps towards you. Can you just come instead? Um, not coming, walk back to my old life. And then God is like, then they will complain, God, when like maybe they were having their, the disease inflict, afflicted upon them. They are like, God, why you don't heal me? God, why? And it's like, I'm punishing you. Because like when I told you that I'm going to give you something good, none of you even chose to believe me in the first place. All of you chose to like, don't care about what I say. Don't even respect me at all. Don't even want to meet me at all. And you want to go back to your old ways. Church, I just want to say that your birthright determines your blessing. And it is very, very important. It is something that is so important, but many of us don't even, can't even see that as a daughter and as a son of God, right? God esteems you so much more. Remember what I said in the beginning, that as a child of God, right, you are esteemed higher than the angels. To me, that's a big deal. It goes to show how much God loves me. And I only managed to get this relationship because of Jesus Christ. And then, because we don't even know who we are, right? We, don't e- we can't even be certain of our birthright. We won't even know that God's promises are real. In this book, God's promises are abundant. And He wants to give them all to you. He wants to give them all to you. But because we, can't, we don't even know who we are, we won't, we'll be blinded. We can't even see what God has in store for us. And then that's when we start to think, God, you have touched me, but like, uh, that is familiar. That is more familiar to me. I don't really have the guts to walk in my new life. So I'm just going to turn back. I'm just going to walk in the familiar ways that I, I used to know. And I really believe that that is something that we have been doing. You see, right? I believe that God has come in a mighty way. It doesn't even have to be at our camp. It can be at our service. God has touched us. I believe God has touched every one of us. But we are like, God, yeah, we're running on a high. I want to go, like, I want to be sent out. I want to, like, go to the nations. I want to preach the gospel to the corners of the earth. I want to, like, lead worship for, like, all the nations and whatever. Then, after some time, we just keep riding ourselves on this hype. But we keep turning back. We keep looking back and say, actually, my former ways are more comfortable, easier. And we don't, we don't, like, have the discipline to actually want to, like, walk in our new ways. Can I say that, yes, walking your new way is difficult, but it's going to be so much more rewarding when you do. Okay, and, you know, as I was preparing this message, right, I really felt that, like, one important thing that I, want, I wanted to tell you guys is that we have forgotten who we really are. We have forgotten how to turn our eyes to Jesus. We have forgotten how to seek Him. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten that He has so much more in store for us. And we've decided to rely on our own strength and just walk through life. And then sometimes some of us complain, God, why are you not speaking to me? And God is like, because you don't even place me first in your life. The reason why like, God is not moving in wherever you're serving, your friends, 
your whatever, right? It is because you have placed it first in your glass jar instead of God's presence first. Okay? If you pour in God's presence first and you put in your pebble school, God will overflow to your school. And I just want like all of you to think about how you have like the way you see yourself. Do you think that you're just like some random person that God has like saved you and that's it? Or do you think you're a child of God where His blessings are going to like fill your life so much more? Okay, right now I just want to ask everybody to close your eyes and just think about it. I believe that some of you here today, right, have been, in that sense, enlightened to the fact that being a child of God has so much more, has so much more blessings in store for you. And right now, I just want to invite you guys to respond. If you are one of those people who have forgotten how amazing it is to be God's child. Just want to invite you to stand up right now. If you have forgotten that you are being called a son or a daughter of God, just want you to just stand up right now. There's no hype, no music, no nothing. I'm not going to like just hype it up if you have forgotten. Invite all of, like, not all of you, but the people who are standing. Can you please come to the front? I want to pray for you. You know, I believe that every time you recognize that there's, there's something missing in your life, right? That you need something more from God. God will never fail to restore you. He's not in a process of trying to condemn you and say, You're not good enough for me. He's saying, You're more than enough for me. You're more than enough for me. That's why I love you so much. That's why I want to give you so much. But, but we just get so caught up with, God, um, I just need to do this. I just need to do that. I just need to, I just need to, I just need to. And we just stop focusing on God. There's another group of people that I want to pray for. If you have been saying, God, I want you to change my life. I want you to change my life that I'll be effective where I am. That you will move where I am. That you will be where I am. But we have just 
walk back to our former ways every time. Saying that, God, it's difficult. It's difficult. I, I can't. I can't walk in the new creation that you have given, that you have like, given to me, that you have made me. We turn to our old ways and we just keep walking that way. If that's you, I just want you to stand up at your seat. If you need to prioritize your life again, to let God come first, if that's you, stand up. For the rest of you, I don't want you to look around. The people in front, I just want you to just start worshipping God. Start worshipping God. And I believe that He'll give you enlightenment of how much He loves you. there's more there's more of you I'm saying God I feel so distant from you I feel like you're not where I am at I'm not where you are at God I need to come back to you God I want to come back to you and maybe you have lost your fire to, to pray for a revival for yourself like can I just tell you that a revival is not a one off thing where like you just get your revival and that's it no something that I noticed right is that every time before a camp we just pray and we intercede and we have faith and we believe and after the camp we just lose sight of that spirit of prayer that attitude of prayer and I just want to say if you want to have your life changed right you got to be disciplined to pray for yourself first. If you want to see something move in your school, you want to see something move in this church, you got to pray for it. And the only way you can pray for it, right, is when you have your priorities right in your life. That God comes first. So as Diane leads us in this song, just... If that's you, like you still want to respond to God, just stand up. Just stand up. For the people in front, it's to have a restoration of how God sees you as a child. People who stand up, it's having your priorities right again. invite you to come in right? just want to invite you to take another step of faith to come in
the voices. Spirit of God, we cry out for you now. And we cry out, where would we be without you, Jesus? Where would we be without you, Lord? Spirit of God, we cry out for you now. We cry out, where would we be without you, Jesus? Where
Continue to awaken our spirit, Jesus. You continue to awaken us, God. 
Father, I know that you're still doing your work in our hearts, God. And I want to pray, Father Lord, that even as we leave this room, Father Lord, we will know that it is not something that you can only do here in this church. It is not something that you can only do here, Father Lord, but you can change us anywhere so long as we have the heart. God, I pray, Father, that you just give us the heart to be awakened, Father Lord. You awaken our spirit, Jesus. I want to pray also that you restore our image of how you see us, Father Lord. We will restore it, Father Lord, that we will not just know hate knowledge that we are being called children of God. But Father, we will know that as being children of God, Lord, we are called for greater, Lord, that we are called to have more, Lord. And I want to pray right now that you just pour forth in this room, Father, Lord. You just come like a mighty wave. So Father, I just want to thank you and just pray all in Jesus' name. Um, for the rest of you behind, you can just leave. They have Alpha, so you can just go. Um, if you have not been prayed for, please, please come look for me. I want to pray for you, okay? And um, yeah, the rest of you. Uh, when we finish arranging the chairs, CGLs, can you take over? Okay, take over your CGs.
Uh, can we clear the hall quickly, please? Test one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. My test one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. My test one. Is it at the vocal there? Ah? My test one, two. Three, testing one, two, three. My test one, two, three. Testing one, two, Check one, two, three, mic check. Okay, can the MC test your mic, please? Okay, I got you. Hang on. Okay, test your mic. Talk. Talk. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three, four, five. Test, test, test. Testing, okay, one, two, three. Okay, thank you. Okay, next. Can the handsome gentleman holding the mic test your mic, please? 
All right, you're very ah, yes, very handsome today. Yes, okay, one nice once voice. in a year. Hey, how can you shut me off? Okay, hello. A bit of a uh, echo going. Yeah, hello. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, next mic. She's going to sing through. Yeah, the rest of us can embarrass ourselves, doesn't matter. Oh, this is the one. That's yeah. right. Stage right. Stage right. Okay. Sing a song. Okay, let's sing a song. Something like that. Is it Masi Chan? Oh, sorry, wrong, wrong singer. Oh. <laughs> okay, one more time. Okay, I got you. Hello. Everybody has 15 minutes of fame according to. I can hear you but not loud enough. Can you do it one more time? Just talk. Um, just talk. Okay. Thank you.